I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Oops! The Podcast. I'm Julio Gallerati. I'm joined by Francis Ellis. Francis, how are you doing? I'm, I'm good. Oops! The Podcast, baby. What's up? Here we are. Here again. we are. Dude, I, how are you feeling right now about things? I feel like this is the equivalent of in a climbing documentary when they show you like pitch 25 and it's the hardest one and it's like three quarters up the mountain. Like That's how COVID is starting to feel to okay, me. Okay, so, so here's what I would say. Today I read something about some some woman on Twitter had coined the phrase a pandemic wall. Oh, She'd hit a pandemic wall. And I have to say that when I hear a term like that, it starts to m- manifest. Mm-hmm. So like I didn't realize how shitty I felt or I hadn't I wasn't acknowledging it or maybe I didn't even feel that so shitty until somebody fucking identified it for me. I don't me. think so, dude. Because I'm here talking about it, you're acknowledging that it's a thing you felt like it was it must have been impacting you in some way. I get what you're saying by like you were maybe thinking about it. But and, like if she's publishing it and people are reading it and agreeing like yeah, but dude, there. it's my point. Like everyone's what a catchy term, you know, what a clearly identifiable phrase. And if I hadn't heard that term, I would never have thought that I had necessarily hit a wall at this point. But as soon as I read that and read her theory and that everyone was feeling this way, I was like, yeah, me too. Right. And dude, it's funny. It's like the wall is also interesting. That's like goes hand in hand with what I'm saying. Like the rock climbing thing. It's like we're all fucking Alex Honnold. Yeah. Climbing El Cap. We're reaching the top. No, no fucking wires attached to us. I think... The Dawn Wall is not quite as good as Free Solo, but it's an, it's really worth a watch. I very much agree with that. Have you read The Dawn Wall? I watched the documentary on Netflix. Yeah, that. There's that, a book, too? No, no, no. Oh, excuse me. It. I don't even. I guess. Dude, the Dawn, I, Wall I? Is, the Dawn Wall is fascinating. It's incredible. Free Solo is amazing. Uh, for, you know, Free Solo, if you guys aren't familiar with it, I'm sure you are. The guy climbs this this very tall, famous peak in, El, in uh, Yosemite without any wires or anything. But the Dawn Wall is, is in a way, as if not more interesting for a variety of reasons. But please tell us what you well, think about it. The climbing seems strangely more technical. And it, and it is. But like. The route is harder. They're using ropes. It's, it's significantly harder. But they're, yeah, they're using ropes. They're on the wall for like 20 days. They or live on the wall. Yeah. They camp in a tent on the wall for yeah. like 20 days. But how the fuck do you do that? Beyond that, the life stories of the guys, the, the fucking beginning 20 minutes, dude, where the Tommy or whatever, they, they're climbing in Kyrgyzstan. Kyrgyzstan and they get kidnapped by they get kidnapped by Uzbek insurgents, Sur- in the insurgents. Yeah. And he pushes one of them off a cliff and kills and him. kills. He, he ends up surviving, but he, he thinks he killed he's him. killed the guy. And then he has to like carry that with him his whole life. And he was all fucked up about it. He's just this sweet, nice yeah. kid. But mm-hmm. he's they're literally kidnapped in Kyrgyzstan in the mountains for like five or six days or something. Yeah. And eventually end up pushing this guy off the cliff. Not to mention, later in the fucking thing, like 20 minutes later, he accidentally saws his, saws his most important off. finger off. Yeah. So now he's climbing with like only nine fingers and he's still like, the, 
It's really impressive. It's it's worth it's worth uh, watching the Don Wall if you're craving a, a very good documentary. And that's Don, like D A W N. Yeah. Because I remember like somebody said to me, "Have you seen Don Wall?" I'm like, "You mean John Wall, the point guard?" <laughs> They're like, "No, Don Wall." I'm like, "Who's Don Is Wall?" John? I thought it was a <laughs> a D pronounced J, like Django. The mm-hmm. Don Wall, mm. dude. I have a question. Have you seen Abducted in Plain Sight? All right. I Someone asked tried us about and I couldn't finish it. Did you get far enough to realize that the guy bangs the whole family? Yes. <laughs> How crazy is that? This guy, he's like manipulating and like abusing this teenager. She's even younger than a teen- teenager, I think. And then like to kind of stay in their good graces, he bangs the mom and then he ends up like jerking off the dad. Yeah. It's this crazy... No, it's, it's really nuts. crazy. It's nuts. All right. Um, and I couldn't, I couldn't finish it. We that, were, that genre's getting old to me a little. Well, they they did a new one uh, that everyone finally said seemed to like draw the line on. There's a new murder Netflix documentary. Oh, and everybody's like done with that. Everyone's movie. watching, and it was number one on their trending or whatever. And a lot of people complained and said this is too graphic. This is too oh, far. Oh, really? Yeah, which is crazy to me because, you know, how do you draw the line in true crime docs? I isn't, mean, isn't that the point? The Ted Bundy one, like, well, how is that? You know, apparently they were saying that the, you know, the, the photographs that they used from the crime scenes, which include blood splatters and, 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 you know, whatever, all kinds of horrific things, that it was just that they were, I don't want to say, I don't think the word's glorifying, but they were like, they were using it for dramatic purposes in the documentary and it had gone too far. They were like exploiting it. And it's like, really? How do you fucking draw the line? I feel right. like way back, you know, we've, done, we've, we've become obsessed with these true crime documentaries right. that at this point... What do you point, expect? Who, how can you say that one is worse than the next? Yeah, what are, you, are you supposed to make a documentary about candy bar thieves? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we need it to get... The crimes need to get progressively worse, the things yeah. that we we're covering. In order for people to be interested, right? Yeah, the Jinx still stands out to me as the one the I like the best. The best one, the um, Jinx, uh, the Robert Durst one. It's on yeah. HBO. Yeah, HBO. It's really fucking good. Uh, we don't have to give any spoilers, but if you haven't watched it, don't Google it and go watch it right now. Yeah, it's only four episodes. It's really fucking good. Cool. Um, so what's happening, dude? What do you? Uh, you mentioned the pandemic. The pandemic. Pitch so, twenty five. Are pitch twenty five? Is there anything that you, that sticks out to you as something you miss that you didn't think of earlier on? Because I know earlier on that was like an easier thing to think about. Like, what do you miss? Life is now just feels like a different life. So you, we're kind of like used to it. But are there still things that stick out to you as things that you're like, man, I miss that. I miss getting fucked up at a sports bar where you're speaking to your group of friends. And then all of a sudden you turn and you're shoulder to shoulder with a random dude and you can just start talking to him too. That's yeah, that sounds good. He offers you some blow or, or yeah. Or like <laughs> you, you just kind of hit it off, but you're not really talking about anything, but you, you know, you, you hand each other a shot. All of a sudden you got a new friend for the day. You'll never talk to him again. It's great. That but like, really you know, that's fun man really bumping fun. bumping you know sp- spilling on your Ooh, shoot it's crowded in here i did i know i know you miss shitty things yeah like spilling fucking so many people sweating i miss workout classes i miss that part yeah. where they're where they're count you're holding an impossible position and they're counting down and yeah. then they go to help someone else and you realize they've lost count and you're yeah. like 
This is so fucking annoying. It's not five. It's over. Yeah. And five. You, and you four. and you go even harder because the, there's a pregnant woman to your left who's got, <laughs> you know, no problem holding the pose or finishing the mountain climbers. And you're like, you're working around a, a medicine ball in your stomach. How in the hell are you doing this? Dude, I know. And you, you sign up and the class is so expensive that you have to go. And you even even on the way there, you just know that in one hour you'll feel good about yourself. Totally, it's crazy. I do miss exercise nice. classes. I exercise do miss that. Classes are fun, man. Uh, the spa. I love the you. Spa. You love the spa. Love the You're spa. a big spa guy. I miss the spa. Um, I don't know, dude. I miss. I miss. Uh, I don't know. I miss impulsive purchases in a way, even though I also don't miss those. You know, like I don't. I didn't like know you that well during that time. Like you. You're like slowly letting on that you were just like an impulsive purchase guy. At you one know, point. a day where you 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 you've had a few drinks at brunch, and all of a sudden you're window shopping. You're walking along, and the mannequin is wearing something right. sick. Because you're like, like, I want to see what that's. Sto- and you go in and you buy something. You because dude, you buy like items. You have like ni- you buy like nice fucking. You'll be like, I bought this sick coat. Yeah, you don't I buy, you don't know? buy frequently, but when I do, I you go for it. Buy the wrong things. <laughs> yeah, I buy regret dude, purchases. Whatever, man, it's fun. That's you know. I I'm going. I'm you know. You mentioned the, the, the yeah that that things are tough right now, and I realized this, and so I am going on a trip tomorrow. Awesome. I'm going to see my family in Florida. Good for you. Uh, just for three or four days, and I told my girlfriend that we should not do it together. Wow. And I just think that I gotta tell you, I'm in my mind at least, I'm doing it for her. Why? I think she needs a break from me. <laughs> and and I'm, there's definitely a part of me that worries that um, when I'm gone, she's gonna realize how good things are. That she and the dog are gonna have this peaceful. You think you're difficult? Happy. I think I've gotten tough lately. I have a a bit of a sullen air about me. <laughs> I carry a little bit of a cloud. Mm. Um, Debbie Downer, Francis. Yeah, and I'm just I'm a little too snappy these days. Interesting, you know. And so I want to give her a break from me. And um, <laughs> was that a difficult conversation? To have? No, no. You know, I didn't put it that way. I just said I'm going to go see my parents, and uh, I also knew that this is the end of her. Um, her financial year like this week their their calendar goes to the end of january and so this is her busiest work week of the year so she couldn't take a day and and go fly down to florida got it and so i said you know why don't you let me just go and i'm just gonna go play golf with my dad and read and get a little bit of sunshine dude i haven't left like a two block radius in two months with the exception of Going into Manhattan for the the parking videos on right, Thursdays, right, dude, crazy. I don't move. I don't go anywhere. I don't move. Well, good. This this will be fun. You'll have a good time. It's good to shake it up. And then we're going. We're supposed to go to Jamaica in three weeks. That'll be great. Good, dude. Good. You're starting a nice little base tan. Got to get my base tan. Start. <laughs> Start starting a nice little uh, fucking itinerary, man. That's yeah, great. I'm, and I've got a, I've got these trips. Well, I don't know. What about you, man? What do you miss? I mean, dude, just you know, some those, some of those things that I kind of said before, and just trying to stay positive and and kind of 
trying to be healthy these next couple months and, you know, hoping for brighter skies when, as the weather starts to get warm and as people start to get vaccines and hopefully, uh, you know, the summer will be okay or kind of normal. Maybe who knows, but I, here's one, here's one for you. I miss seeing happy kids. (laughs) Oh, interesting. You know, it'd be very easy to make a fucking pedophile joke here, but (laughs) <laughs> i won't even do it i i miss seeing kids who just got out of school yeah you know yeah. running around pumped yeah. yeah they're they're always pumped they're chasing each other they got you know their hairs all over the place they got skinned kneecaps <laughs> lunch boxes banging around yeah holding the hand of a of a mother or a parent or a, a nanny or something and they're recapping their day, even though nothing happened. <laughs> What'd you do today? Uh, well, so and so brought a gerbil into school. <laughs> I had pink nose. That's cute, dude. Yeah, man. I miss kids. I miss liveliness. I miss uh, a lot of that stuff. That's stuff you don't even know you miss. Well, and... dude, like spontaneity is another thing. Like, sure. The possibilities are just endless when things are normal. Mm-hmm. It feels like, at least. Like, I remember, like, when we were in high school. We used to go to bachelor parties of people we didn't know because they, what they would do, they would sell tickets to the bachelor party to like, what are you talking about? Okay. I swear. So at the lions club, they have these bachelor parties. What's and the they, lions club? Like, I don't know what the fuck it's like. The Elks club, the lions oh, club. One like, of those types. I don't know what, I don't even know what the fuck they are. I don't know if it's like a union thing or if it's just like, I, I actually don't even know. That's that might be what it is, but it's like a space that you can rent out. So these guys would throw a bachelor party. And then I think maybe to pay for the bachelor party, they would sell tickets to it. Hmm. And like, I don't know how one of my buddies, my buddy Scott, like figured this out. Um, and he's like, dude, we should go to this bachelor party. It's going to be crazy. And we were like 16. <laughs> and dude, we buy tickets to these bachelor party, to this bachelor party. No one checks how old we are or whatever. There's just unlimited beer, unlimited food. And then like 40 minutes into it, 10 strippers waltz in. Oh my God. And there's just like this crazy party with all these strippers. And we're like, underage kids fucking having the time of our lives like this is fucking awesome the way you said you're making friends with guys at a sports bar making friends with fucking harold welders yeah exactly just making friends with these random fucking guys and dude it was so much fun and like shit like that just doesn't happen anymore no like these days you know like like the way friday night can just take you for a loop you start your night you plan your night you're having drinks and all of a sudden you're out till four in the morning having a blast I'm, you know, I, we we talked about this before, but like you said, hopefully the period that follows this will be very prosperous and fun. I I do miss a little bit of the weekend being so distinct from the week. Yeah, almost to the point where on Sunday night you you'd almost be glad in a way that the weekend was over <laughs> you to get back your to your routine to cleanse your body out. To, yeah. To sleep at a, a decent hour and know that you were kind of getting back on track for the week. Yeah. I, I liked having the weekend and the week be two totally separate things instead of it all just sort of bleeding into one. I feel you. Dude, I, there's been a couple weekends recently where I've been like, I miss the week. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's so little to yeah. do on the weekend that I actually prefer the week over the weekend. Yeah. Like at least during the week, I might get a residual check or something like the good, good things can happen yeah. on the weekend. It's just stagnation mm. and like nothingness. You know, I miss going to the movies. Oh, my God. I loved going to the movies. Me too. I loved it. And especially when you'd find movie theaters that had the live flat seats. Oh, those are great. And then you'd sneak in 
What kind of stuff did you sneak into the movies? I never really would do that. Like in high school, there was definitely times where I'd go see one movie and then just stay in the theater and go to another one. Mm. I haven't really done it as an adult, but like... That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking uh, about what items uh, you (laughs) boof into the movie Dude, some guy wrote like an open letter, some like movie theater employee being like, guys, like we don't care if you fucking smuggle shit. Like you can walk in here looking like a six-year-old going out to go sledding. Yeah, but some places places do. The major movie chains, like the Regals and the AMCs, I've found tend to. I no longer do that. I just buy shit at the movie theater. Yeah. I buy the popcorn, whatever. Eight but bucks, sometimes, sometimes we would get into the habit of, <laughs> of bringing dinner in. What? Oh, wow. That's crazy. And you'd, and we'd pass each other some tacos. That's you know, fun. Quietly. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. That, that and everyone's like, why, why does it smell like a restaurant? Like chalupas in here. In here. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's great. Uh, the places are like, that's another thing. Like in the last couple of years leading up to this, the movie theater experience had become very experiential. Yeah. Because of the fact that, you know, watching TV on your couch started to be serious competition. Mm-hmm. So, like, you could go get dinner at the fucking movie theater. That's right. Like Nighthawk and like some Yeah, other there were some really nice places that had become luxurious. Uh, so, yeah, movies. Um, well, dude, what, what about this? What are things, because this is uh, not to be too, you know, gloomy. I think that what will end up happening is once life resumes, there will actually be things about the pandemic that we miss. Maybe what but, will those things? Be? But I think we will. I think we will now take a lot of those things with us. We've been shown two sides of this of a separate coin or whatever. I don't know what I'm, I mean. Two two different facets of life, mm-hmm. and we can kind of pick and choose. I don't think that once things open up, I'm gonna go you know dive head first into boozing and sports bars and and all the craziness that I had a couple years ago. Right, because right. I was already starting to wean away from that. Right. Well, what about, though, like at the gym when there's some fucking guy hogging the bench and you're like, how many more sets you got, bro? Like not having to do that right now is great, even <laughs> though you have to work out with a mask on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, the gym not being crowded, the airport not being crowded are two things that I will miss when the pandemic is over. Yeah, I think I think airports being crowded again will be a bummer. Um... At least JFK, because JFK sucks. Like I've been to other airports during this where it's been crowded. So like Atlanta was pretty crowded, like. Has been different, you know, but JFK has been like noticeably dead this whole mm-hmm. time, which has been so lovely, mm-hmm. you know, spending yeah. a lot of getting to spend more time with my family, yeah, than I normally would, being yeah. able to just go up there on a whim, yeah. Um, I'll miss having weeknights off because I'll be doing stand up again, presumably. Um, you think you'll get back into that, yeah, maybe not like, but like you said, now that I've seen what life is like, not doing it constantly, maybe I'll, you know, give myself more nights off funny i was speaking with a, a club owner a club booker um the other day he asked me if i wanted to do a outdoor tent heated show in brooklyn in a week or two and i texted him back and i was like i haven't performed in three months i i honestly don't don't want to and because i know this guy well enough to say that to him uh-huh. or i think that's kind of what i said and, and he was like well uh you got to make sure you stay in the game you don't want to get lapped that's what he said yeah he, like name some other comics who are continuing to do it and i i, I don't feel it's like well, go ahead <laughs> let, let the people who are that committed burst forward 
I'd be very happy to 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 watch you know the real diehard artists surge and and continue to get better. I got other stuff going on. I got other things that make me happy. Good man, good. But the, you know, there's some silver linings here that we're finding during the the pandemia. I'm the on pandemia. the verge. I'm like on the verge of retiring from stand up. You want to talk more about that? Not really. <laughs> I don't my, want that to get out until I actually decide. My prediction for you is that you will get the spark again. I don't think so. Well, dude, listen, I we could start up. hate so much of that shit. We could start like a financial firm together, dude, or something. I feel like all you have to do is include the word capital in the name and everyone believes it. There you go. Oops, capital. You've been watching these um these big stocks like Game GameStop yeah, and man. AMC. It's been crazy. Do you understand it? I do a little. I was trying to talk to Chris about it. So essentially what was happening, I guess I might I'm like paraphrasing, I think, but all these like big hedge funds and like Wall Street things were kind of taking these short positions on GameStop. Yeah. And uh I think I don't know like what the reasoning was behind it, but I think people on Reddit just thought it would be funny to like make the complete opposite happen and make a bunch of money. By buying a ton of it, everybody telling everybody to buy a ton of it, driving the value up for no reason, and then making all these guys eat shit who took these short positions on them. Yeah, but why, if that was so easy, why hadn't it happened before? And why doesn't it just keep happening? So I think that, like, I don't know if they, I think they like halted trading on it at the end of the day or something, and they're going to kind of figure out how to like combat this moving forward. But dude, it happened again today with Nokia. Nokia went up. 55 percent for no reason Dear god it's been a, that's been a fucking dead a dead duck for years bro i was invested in nokia for years and it never did shit i sold it to watch it go up 50 percent in one day is just Oof. so disheartening but whatever so i don't know actually what's going to happen but it's interesting to see all these kind of like apps that make it really easy to invest impact the market there's a lot of things like tesla and a lot of these like companies where people aren't seeing how their earnings translate into this massive value mm-hmm. where the stock just keeps going up and up and up. So maybe there's a tech bubble. Maybe there's something this or that. I don't know what the fuck's going on, but mm. uh, it's interesting. It's interesting you bring that up. Yeah. I don't know. Are you an investor? No. Dabble? No. No. I don't know it well enough. You know, I have some, my 401k That's good. Is, is invested and, and then I have some money for way down the road. That's, you know, invested not aggressively, but more in like treasury bonds and safer things like that. Dude, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure that that'll grow nicely. Once I have money, I know that I should invest it. I understand that. Let your money work for you and all that. But uh, I'm just not smart enough in that realm. Right. I don't trust myself to gamble on equities. Right. It's fair, dude. Mm. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, Anchor.fm, download it now. Dude, we got some good emails here. Good. Maybe we can tap into these if you uh, are interested. Please. Um, while I'm pulling this up, I have one other thought that's interesting. Do you know the names of flowers 
and or apples? It's great. Great question. I feel like women know the name of every apple and every flower. Okay. And I know the name of neither. I wouldn't have said apples so much. I definitely know the names of apples, but I don't know that that's a women-specific thing. But I will say that knowing the names of flowers is hard. It's very, very hard. There are a lot of them, and a lot of them have very confusing names. And, dude, like, I'll just be walking with any girl, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, the whatever. And I'm like... How do you know that? Yeah. Where did you read? Did you research this? Like, this seems like something that needed to be researched. How do they just know? They just know that. Like, It's a good question. It's a good question. I wonder how much of that is that, you know, women are, uh, as, as, as young children, flowers, I hate to say it, tend to be something that, like, uh, you know, decorate young girls' clothing. And we... Whereas we put more masculine themes on our young boys or whatever. And so it, we're just setting them on a path of like, of like learning about flowers. That being a, a gender thing. Yeah. I don't but, know. But it's a great question, dude. Like, do you know what a lily is? I know. I've heard of it. I couldn't fucking you pick couldn't one out. You couldn't point out. You wouldn't know something was a lily. The only thing I can point out is a hydrangea because that's what Hillary likes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hydrangea. And I just right? learned so, about so that in the last couple It's funny. Years. Like, why did it need to be hydrangea, right? Because it, clearly hydrangeas have a Latin name. And I'm sure that the name hydrangea comes from the Latin name. It's probably like Is there hydrangeapus a... latipus. <laughs> you know, something Wait, like you, that. I, do you know that? My guess would be that the name Hydrangea is is some der- derivation right. of its Latin name. And I wasn't saying, do you know that to check you? I'm just assuming you do because you're like... No, I don't tutor. know that for sure. Okay, but, right. but think. I, I just thought, is, I assumed you would know that is the no, only reason why I was wondering. My point is the name Hydrangea should never have been the name in the first place unless they needed to take it from the Latin name. Interesting. Um, Interesting. Interesting. Chris. Okay, yeah. So the, the Latin name, the scientific name is Hydrangea macrophylla. And it's of the higher classification, but it's like why? Why couldn't they have called that a hide hide flower? Right. That also sounds why isn't like a it disease. A hide flower? Hydrangea macrophilia, or yeah, you're a, right, a, or a, a, a or a drange. Like why did that? Why did it need every flower? Seems so many flowers have so many multiple syllable names. No, I know, and I it, don't even... it seems easy. Like animals, moose. You know, that's not the moose's Latin name. <laughs> Latin name for moose is probably musipus. Susipus, and yet people had the the generosity to say, "Let's make it simple, moose." That's it, right? Whereas the flower namers were like clearly very high minded and superior, and and didn't want to cut much off. Right. What's the Latin name for moose? Alsus, Alsus. That's fucking what awesome. The fuck, Alsus. Are you sure about that? The Latin for moose is Alsus, Alsus. Why on earth is it too Alsus? Yeah. Moose are all. Well, then my point is, look, Isn't great. Alse, moose is uh, much porn? easier than that. Maybe. Alse, alse, whatever. Moose, you'd be so, right. So, okay. And then you've got, you know. Lilac, couldn't point it out. Tulip, can't point it out. Rose, I can You know what out. a tulip is. I, I may. I may not. Dandelion. You that's, know what that's a dandelion isn't, isn't is. Isn't that a weed? It is. It's got the white furry things that blow away. Oh, okay, in the I wind. know what those are. That's not a flower. But, bro, I don't know. Some flower, I guess I have no idea. You would know what a tulip is, too. I may. What was the first one you said? Lilac. Lilacs Lilac. are gorgeous. Are they purple? They are. They, they are. Grow in, it's Chris a tree. apparently knows about fucking flowers over. He's nodding his head. I think you know more than you think you do. This is all I got. That's it's all when got. you get into the different flowers that are found at flower stores and in bouquets that it gets confusing. 
my mom will just start talking about flowers and apples, and I think she's talking another language. She's you like, know, the whatever flower, and, and ooh, this delicious macown. Yeah. What the fuck is a macown? <laughs> I, like, I like the flowers that have really weird almost names that almost sound like sailor's knots. <laughs> like what? Like, the, this is a bleeding Tommy's last wish. <laughs> this is a... They have there's some that have Bleeding that uh, uh, a drunk out Al, a drunk Alfred you know whatever uh, drunk drunk Alfred secret yeah this is Bob's last hope <laughs> they only bloom for two weeks in in June dude that's there great. are some flowers that have names like that Bob's last hope that's yeah. very funny okay what do you, you got any of those ones there Chris yeah. right but some funny names let's see funny named flowers um. Swamp lousewort, bastard toe flat toad flax, <laughs> adder's tongue spearwort, right? <laughs> Mad dog skull cap. <laughs> These sound like weed strains. <laughs> Spiny leaved sow thistle. Wait, I saw was one called false positive. <laughs> I just saw. I just saw the word false. I don't know. Dude, that's uh, scurf pea, false hellebore, uh, <laughs> humped bladderwort. Yeah, humped bladderwort. I like the ones that have somewhat poetic names. That's so yeah. funny, dude. Um, so wait, so I have one other thought. I signed up for this app called uh, Clubhouse. Okay, have you heard of it? It's like an app where you need like an invitation or something. Hmm. Um, I don't know. Whatever. I don't think it's that hard to get one. Um, but dude, uh, anytime I I uh, join a new app. It'll be like, do you want us to go into your address book and see who else is on the app? And I'm like, sure. And then I start reading through those and I'm like, who the fuck are these people? <laughs> I don't know. Who any- yeah. Yeah. Like these, I've just accrued contacts over 17 years or whatever since I've had a cell phone. Yeah. And like the same names are in it from back. I literally don't know who half of the people are yeah. in my contact list. One of the best apps that I ever downloaded, I think it was called Drunk Contacts. That is hilarious. And it allowed you to search and find only contacts that you'd added to your phone like in a certain a. time a. frame. Oh no, but it but it would be like, okay, so I remember that I was in, you know, uh Martha's Vineyard this weekend and I met this girl, but I have no I can't remember her name and I know I saved it my phone drunk at a bar one night. Who the hell was she? And this <laughs> app would would allow you to go back and see that where you were on that weekend, what contacts you named. Crazy. And it'd always be like, you know, like Mary skid marks or something. <laughs> oh my god! And you, in your phone, you'd have to save it as yeah, something as funny, some, something. And you'd be like, "Bingo! I'm gonna hit up old skids. Uh, <laughs> oh see if god. she wants to have a drink some night." <laughs> Dude, that's that's a funny app idea. That's a, that's like a college kid app. That's something that college kids think of. Right? Have you ever noticed like every time like in college, your friend who was like really like entrepreneurial would think of a, an idea that only benefited college kids? Yeah. Like. What if you could order whatever you want at 3 a.m.? Wouldn't that be sick? Like, it's for college kids or, or like the guys who sell passes to Cancun. Yeah. Oh, dude, you gotta, I don't know, whatever. The, the ones that I often heard were people selling furniture from their senior year down to their to the juniors. Oh, that's Like, once they graduated, here's a, a marketplace for my old futon or... That's clever. Whatever it is. I encourage any college kids listening to think more about the greater public because... Mm-hmm. 
the college kids only represent a certain part of the population, mm -hmm. which means you're not going to make that much fucking money. Right. Although I guess Facebook started that way. So what the fuck do I know? <laughs> okay. Emails. This, I do, this email made me laugh. So I, I, I hope that uh, you enjoy it too. Um, hey, Francis and Julio. First off, I want to say that I'm a big fan and love the show. Mm. Uh, but to begin the story, or sorry. So first let me say the, the title of this email is making fun of my girlfriend's job. Okay. <laughs> I got this email too, oh, you did? and this email like blew my mind. <laughs> All right, so read it, but know right off the bat that I'm not necessarily on board with, I think, this email. Okay, yeah. Well, we can discuss. Yeah. Uh, and you guys can say what you think about it. But he goes, but to begin the story, my girlfriend works at Olive Garden as a server, but due to the pandemic, she has to deal with to-go orders. She always tells me how customers are always trying to pull a quick one on her to get an extra salad to, or get their whole meal for free because she made a quote mistake. This is not the email I was thinking oh, okay, of. Okay. Uh, she tells me that when she deals with these customers, they are always very confrontational and it never ends well for both parties. One day after she told me one of these stories, I responded, I mean, you do work at an olive garden. What do you expect? And she flipped the fuck out saying <laughs> I was disrespectful and down and like degrading her job. Uh-huh. I had no intentions of making her feel this way. I just thought it was a funny joke. I don't know how I would be degrading her job when I'm a soccer coach for a bunch of 12-year-olds that can't run 10 feet without falling over. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I still don't think she's over it. Uh, Francis, I feel like you've been in my shoes, which oh, I thought sure. was hilarious. Sure have. And then he goes, please help Jose. So, mm -hmm. dude, I agree. I don't think he was like, you know, it's Olive Garden. Like, apparently the fucking clientele or just like being shysty like i don't think it's necessarily a digger yeah i i um i agree with him and i agree with you um <laughs> i don't think that that's particularly insulting it's not saying you know if she works at olive garden i can't imagine she thinks that she works at some place of oat cuisine totally that would be like if your girlfriend was a stripper and she came home and complained about the fact that a guy crumpled up a dollar and threw it in her face yeah and her boyfriend was like well you're a stripper what do you expect and her yeah. flipping out exactly it's not like it is true like it's he's not saying being a stripper is, is bad he's just saying you know in your line of work this shit happens and i imagine you know olive garden as we all know not the fanciest restaurant in the world no likely a bunch of bargain shoppers who are trying to pull fast ones you know what i mean it, it comes with the territory any restaurant that is known for having unlimited anything <laughs> Amen, dude. Fucking preach. If that's how they're getting people in, you know, you can't you can't be surprised when the clientele is is less than, you know, ideal. Totally. Dude, it's funny. I was thinking about this the other day. The two best restaurants with for some reason the worst clientele, in my opinion, are Dairy Queen and Pizza Hut. I think they're both amazing and like both a really negative experience when you actually go to either of them. To, to you go and eat at those places. I, I'm not above it. When was the last time you went and ate at a Pizza Hut? A really, That's nuts. A really long time. That is honest. nuts. Okay, Dairy Queen, I have been was at this year. But Pizza Hut, it's probably been a decade. I would so go to maybe. a Dairy Queen drive-thru no, any day of the week. Though they're, they're whatever... What's their is blizzard. A blizzard? Yeah, it's, the blizzard is amazing. Yeah, the Chris just did the turn. That's so degrading that they make them do that. Turn the blizzard upside down. Dude, that's fine. like I can't. So I hate the holding the, I hate holding that? the blizzard upside down. Well, that's because you work at Dairy Queen. Fuck you. 
Is this a thing? I've never heard of yeah, this. Yeah, the blizzard is supposed to not do anything when you turn it upside down. That's the point of it. And then they hand it to you. I see. Um, I I would not go. I wouldn't eat. I wouldn't. I don't know why I would be eating within a Dairy Queen. Right. I mean, listen, or or especially a Pizza Hut. Maybe I just have this romantic vision of Pizza Hut from my childhood then, and maybe I need to revisit. And maybe it fucking sucks or something. But dude, Dairy Queen, I stand by it. I yeah, fuck with. By Dairy the way. It's not that I'm superior. I'm just too think, old. Not, I'm yeah. too old. Once I have kids, I'm sure maybe we'll go to a Pizza Hut or a Dairy Queen. But I, you, those are childhood restaurants. They're childhood restaurants. Yeah, debatably, I you know I think Dairy Queen holds up into adulthood. Do you eat food from Dairy Queen? No, just ice cream. Okay, I got an email for you. Oh, this is the man. one I was referring to, and I almost I I didn't even want to read it because it's so <laughs> nuts. Love but it. I'm going to read it so that you see why I thought it was nuts. <laughs> the title of the email, What I Hate About My Girlfriend. Oh, my God. Hey, Francis and Julio. I was with my girlfriend today, and for some reason, she decided to say multiple things she hates about me, which is fine. <laughs> but I think it's fair for me to say something I didn't like about her in return. I told her that I hated that whenever she's talking to anyone... She tries to one-up their story. It would be totally fine if this happened every once in a while, but this happens every time we are together to the point where people have brought it up to me multiple times. It's a very I, bad quality. Am I right to bring this up? Very bad quality. So the reason I didn't like this email is just so negative. It's not funny. No offense. It's just sounds like a bad relationship. Right, right. It's Why are you sharing the things you hate about each other? That's true. That's <laughs> true. It's not a good exercise. It's not a building That's thing. That's bad. Um, I, I will say this though. You know that is a really, really bad quality. Yes. You can't even get something out, and for some reason, you trigger someone's insecurity that they immediately have to be like, "Oh well, I, I fucking my dick's eight inches." Dude, actually, one of the reasons just, I hate hanging out with comedians. It can be tough. That's all they do. It can be tough. Your story's funny. Wait till you hear mine. Yes, dude. So it's funny. This is an interesting thing. This sort of transitions into it. Um, we were talking about the divorce game. Yes. Um, and someone emailed us something very interesting. Uh, there's this researcher who can tell after a 15 minute interview whether or not a couple is going to be is going to eventually divorce or not. Mm. And he has a 90 percent. He and her, it's a, a guy and a girl, have a 90 percent success rate. Heavens. And there's four uh, characteristics that they look for. And, you know, one of them is something that just was addressed in this email. So these are the four things that suggest that perhaps you're going to end up not having a successful relationship. Number one, criticism. Mm. Two, contempt. Yeah. Three, defensiveness. And four is stonewalling, which I'm not totally clear on what that means. Stonewalling is when you... As I understand it, it's like if you started to say something to uh, you know, and I was like, no, 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 that's you just not shut right. It down. Yeah, and dude, it's funny. I I've seen so many of these things in relationships, and I do think I'm like, ooh, this is not. Yeah, but what, like, what are you talking? Doesn't about? doesn't that seem obvious to you though? Yeah. That if you watched a couple criticize, Stonewall, what were the other ones? Defensiveness. Be defensive and Contempt. be contemptible to each other. In a 15-minute conversation the first time you met them? 
Right. You'd be like, those people aren't doing well. That's true. Maybe those are skewed statistics. It's like it's almost as obvious to me as saying, like, yeah, the things that I that make me think a couple's gonna get divorced, you know, if they hit each other. Uh <laughs> if, if she has a black eye. Yeah, if oh they're fucking God. furious with each other all the time. Right, right, right. It's like, all right, scientists, you really <laughs> crack the code. That's I was expecting too. slightly more subtle clues <laughs> from this social scientist all right so we got another good one here um let me let me see what you think about this okay um i'm not going to tell you the subject line because it's a spoiler i live at the delaware beaches and honestly the best way to meet people right now is online dating and to spread your radius a bit which i'm sure a lot of people do living in small towns since covid so i always end up matching with quite a few guys from new jersey one in particular i matched with on christmas eve and we ended up really hitting it off chatting on the phone every night for five to six hours We made a plan to meet up on New Year's Eve. He made the trip down here, and when he got here, there was a ton of chemistry, but it was almost like we already established so much of a history that it was weird being around each other. Mm. Hooking up was for sure weird because we had already had phone sex, so it was almost like we both knew that we what we liked, but the vibe was off. I personally took 2020 to focus on myself and hadn't hooked up with anyone for quite some time. And to make a long event short, I was going down on him, and when he came. I think my head was in a weird position and cum ended up streaming out of my nose. Oh my God. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> she wrote that email. I didn't just say that. And I thought it was a lot more funny than he did. <laughs> all in all, the whole evening wasn't bad. For sure, some personality clash and interesting sexual experiences, but I thought it was worth another try. When he left the next morning, I texted him when he got home that I would like to give it another shot. He told me that he felt it all moved incredibly too fast and that he wasn't interested in hanging out again. Ugh, what a loser. <laughs> I think that the question I want to unpack is, is there such thing as talking too much before meeting someone that the buildup makes expectations not line up with it's reality? It's great. Then how do you pull the brakes with, uh, how do you pull the brakes with online long distance when the point is you're going to get to know somebody before you meet them? So I'm so glad. Uh, lots to unpack here. It's a good question. Yeah, it's a great thought. And I think the New York Times, or there was an article I actually blogged a few weeks ago about how uh, there were a lot of couples that were going through this. Not couples necessarily, but people who were meeting online, doing the, you know, you, you, this whole really intense dating without having met each other is a new a new phenomenon. Right. Um, where they're doing phone sex and they're uh, FaceTiming all the time, hours and hours, and they feel really comfortable talking to each other and they think that automatically uh, everything is just going to carry over into the physical world. But then when they finally meet up, all of a sudden, you know, the the, the, the bottom it's has fallen weird. out and, yeah. and, and they they don't have the same chemistry in person. And there can be so many reasons for that. You might not like the smell of somebody, right? right? That doesn't carry over through Zoom or FaceTime, right? You might not realize that someone's not as tall as you thought that they yeah. were. That's a big one. Everyone's the same height when they're sitting down in front of a fucking computer screen. Yeah, that's true. You might not realize that their skin is not as tan or is is too pale or whatever it is. Whatever like petty physical thing that matters. You know yeah. what I mean? Like if you're you know not attracted to them. And dude, I think something that shouldn't be underestimated, and I I relate I I relate this to like middle school, because in middle school you were like too afraid to like talk to a girl you liked, and then you might end up just like AIM messaging yeah. with them seven hours a night, and then you see them in person and it's just weird. Yeah, you're you like terrified. don't know how to act. It's like a whole different thing. 
And it's hard to come back from that sometimes. So I think there's definitely something to be said to like establishing some kind of physical relationship. And I don't even mean sexually. Mm -hmm. Physical like you've hung out in person. You can definitely blow your load too early by too much messaging without meeting the person or just too much messaging in general. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to have balance in your day and in your life. And if you're just texting a person the entire day, you need to find something else to do with that time. That's that's actually early on. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. But I also would say that that, you know, just because your chemistry through Zoom was magical and then in person it didn't work out doesn't mean that that was a failed relationship. That may have just been a very successful Zoom relationship, right? Right. Meaning right. you guys, you two were never meant to meet each Interesting, other. Interesting, man. You were meant to be pen pals who, you know, jerked off in front right. of each other <laughs> on opposite folks. sides of the world. That's what you were. And then yeah. in the physical realm, you were never meant to meet. And that's fine. I think that the world has asked that of people. It's not the end of the world. Uh, in this time. Has said, like, find companionship however you will. And, um, but just keep in mind that, you know, you don't know a person until you sit next to them, stand next to them, hug them. Right. You can hide so much. You can hide, you, you know, people think, you can hide a lot in photos. You can doctor photos, right? And then somehow Zoom and FaceTime, it's more revealing. You can still hide so much in FaceTime and yeah, Zoom. Yeah, totally. And you know what? Embrace it. The best condom in the in the world is a webcam. <laughs> That's right. You can't get pregnant and you can't get a fucking STD if you're just sure stroking it in front of the camera. Dude, dude our, our, our friend Dylan Palladino, I did his podcast and uh, he talked a lot about all the... He's He's had multiple like phone or zoom relationships kind of dated people through zoom that he didn't meet and they would do all kinds of sessions with each other and it sounded quite erotic actually even just listening him talk about it turned me on a little bit he told me that one girl um you know he finished before her and then she wanted to keep going but he was disgusted with himself understandably so he took the phone and put it as he and he stood in the sh he was in the shower cleaning himself off while she was like finishing. Oh my god! Which to me, by the way, sounded horrible. Selfish. I, uh, the moment, I, Dylan, dude. Oh my god! Come on, Dylan, step it up. <laughs> well, he's wearing himself at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I yeah. Don't, I, I, oh I would want to. Uh, I feel you. Yeah. Whatever. Good God. Awesome, man. Well, we Oops, don't envy the, podcast, uh, the single people, but we also wish them well. Um, we do indeed. Good luck out there. Yeah. Take us home, G. Thank you guys uh, for listening. Oops, the podcast. Please uh, subscribe to our YouTube. Comment. Message us. You know, engage with us. We uh, love talking to you, and we've been having a great time doing this. So thank you for joining us. Um, I'm at Not Julio. He's at Francis CCLS. Uh, you know, follow us and message us, and that's it. Goodbye.